Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. Does life ever make you want to scream? Well, believe it or not, the Bible tells us there are times when we need to raise our voice and speak into our circumstances. Speak against our accuser and speak life where the enemy seeks to bring death. Scripture says Satan is defeated by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. Is that an uncomfortable idea? Well, Jesus may be the great comforter, but he's not all that crazy about making us comfortable. Let's join Pastor Franklin as he teaches us that when we cry out to God, we open the door for our Heavenly Father to do what only He can do. Look with me in Deuteronomy 22. There are laws of sexual morality and there were things that God's Word began to forbid and it's dealing with one of those things in verse 23. If a young woman who is a virgin is betrothed, that word betrothed means engaged. If she is engaged to a husband, they're not married yet, but they're going to get married. And a man finds her in the city and lies with her. Some translation says forces himself upon her. Then you shall bring them both out to the gate of the city and you shall stone them to death with stones. Listen, the young woman, because she did not cry out in the city, which, which implies that if she would have just spoke up, it could have been stopped. Now, again, remember what I just told you, but there's a real lesson in this spiritually. You got to see this through the spiritual eyes to understand the insight that I want you to get. And the young woman, because she did not cry out in the city and the man, because he humbled his neighbor's wife. So you shall put away this evil from among you. Verse 25. But if a man finds a betrothed engaged young woman in the field and the man forces her to lie with him, he's forcing her. Then only the man who lies with her shall die, but you shall do nothing to the young woman. There is in the young woman no sin deserving of death, for just as when a man rises against his neighbor and kills him, even so is this matter. Listen. And he found her in the field, and the engaged young woman cried out, but there was no one to save her. I want to talk to you about the power of raising your voice. Silence can be a sin in the times in which we live. And in this text, it deals with two young women. One of them lived in the country and one of them lived in the city. It's kind of confusing unless you understand the spiritual implication. And here it is. You're going to get it. I promise. In Matthew 13 and 38, Jesus said in one of his parables that the field is the world. And in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22, it says, but you have come to Mount Zion. You're in the city of the living God. So the point is simply this, that once you come into the city or the kingdom of God, once you enter into Christ, we're in the city of the living God. We're not out in the field because Jesus said the field represents the world, but the city represents the city of the living God. And the Bible said the tragedy of the person in the field is when they are attacked and they cry out, there is no one there to hear them. 
But in the city, if you cry out, if you're not too embarrassed, if you're not too ashamed to say, I need help, if you're not too much of, uh, of a person who refuses to acknowledge, you just want to pretend like you're okay, but you're really hurting, you're really struggling. If you can ever get to the place that once you're in the city, once you're in the church, once you're in the kingdom, you're willing to cry out and say, help, I'm struggling. I'm losing ground. I'm, I'm falling away. Help. All you got to do is cry out and the rescuer will come running. This text teaches us to speak up, to raise your voice. If you've ever been baptized in the Holy Ghost and prayed in the Spirit, the time you use that prayer language is when the enemy is attacking you. The enemy wants you to keep your voice of praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues as the spirit gives you the utters. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Somebody might think you look funny. Somebody might think you're a fanatic. Somebody might, 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 might think you're a nut. You're a religious nut. I don't care. When you go through everything that you go through, at some point, you form your own corporation. I don't give a rip incorporated. All I know is I need the stuff that works right now. I need the stuff that's gotten me through every valley I've been through. And sometimes I don't need a lay me down to sleep prayer. Sometimes I need a hotline to heaven. Sometimes I need to open up my mouth and when I don't know what I should pray as I ought, the Spirit himself maketh intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. Does any Anybody know what I'm talking about in the 21st century church? We need a revival of uplifted voices, praying in the spirit, praising God with, with almost a militant spirit on us in a good way. The violent take it by force, the Bible said. You're not in the field. You're in the church. Many times in the Bible, people did not get a miracle because they were in the presence of Jesus. Many people were in the presence of Jesus. The people who got the miracles when they were in the presence of Jesus were people who cried out. They refused to remain silent when they got in. The, well, you're in the church this morning. And you're in the presence of Jesus. I feel his presence here. I feel his help here. I feel his anointing on the stage with me. But that doesn't mean you're going to get anything. Because if you stay quiet, you're just like those people who if they stay silent, I believe Jesus would have passed them by. I doubt your desperation if you don't get your voice lifted up. I doubt if you really want it, if you're too proud to cry out for help. In Luke 17, 10 lepers stood afar off. They had lost their families. They had lost their wealth. They had lost their businesses. They had lost their health. The parts of their body were literally decaying on the bone. And here comes Jesus, the miracle worker. And they could have just let him pass by, and he would have. But the Bible said in Luke 17, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, I'm dying. Master, have mercy on me. 
They lifted up their voice. One one translation, they said with a loud voice, help, master, savior. And Jesus turned and he said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed because they lifted their voice. They would have died. They would have suffered the sentence of death if they had been silent, even though they were in the presence of the healer. Intimidation will kill you. If you don't get your voice uplifted, you could die. You could die spiritually. You're feeling the attack. You feel the tug of the flesh. You feel discouraged in your mind, beat up in your body. Maybe your marriage, your family, your children, all hell is breaking loose. Refuse to remain silent even in this service today. At some point, you have to say, I still believe. I still know that there is a God in heaven. I still know that he hears and answers prayer. And I still believe that if I call on him, he will answer me and show me great and mighty things I know not of. Take a praise break. I'm almost done, but take a praise break. Come on, you got a better shout in you than that. It's time to raise our voice. It's time, if you're tired of the devil attacking your family, attacking your children, attacking your finances, attacking your mind and your health, lift your voice and declare, Jesus is my rescuer. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my healer. Peter, the Bible said, was sinking when he saw the boisterous winds and waves. He was afraid. I love it. And he was beginning to sink. That caught my attention. He was beginning to sink. He didn't wait until he was under bubbles. He didn't wait till he's 20 feet up under the water, taking his last gasp. But when he was beginning to sink, somebody is listening to me and you can feel it. I'm beginning to sink. I'm beginning to go back into that alcohol is I'm beginning to go back into that. I'm beginning. I can feel this thing is I'm under attack pastor. And the Bible said, and as he was beginning to sing, don't wait too late. Do it now. He cried out saying, Lord, in this deep theological truth here, he didn't have to pray a fancy prayer. Lord, save me. I'm beginning to sink. And Jesus took his hand and reached down and picked him up. And what he couldn't do on his own, when he took the hand of Jesus, they walked back to the boat together. But it happened when he cried out, when he raised his voice. One more. I wonder if there's any blind Bartimaeuses in the house today. Because the Bible tells the story of a man named Bartimaeus who was born blind from his mother's womb. And one day he heard that Jesus was passing by. And when he heard of Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the religious crowd, they're always there. Many warned him, be quiet, shut up. I think the intimidation came something like this. Um, Just act like the problem's not real. Just play church this morning. Uh, We don't want anybody to know about your little problem. 
don't, don't, don't get vulnerable. Be quiet. Just, just act like it's not real. That's not for you. He's not coming for you. But I love what the next part of that verse said. They warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. The King James said he cried out louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shout more. Pray more. Cry out more. The more the devil attacks you, the more you cry out. The more he intimidates and tries to defeat you, the more you cry out. You're in the city and silence is a sin in the city. Why? Because there's a, there's a redeemer who's ready to rescue you. I got a text about seven weeks ago, something like that. It's from a pastor friend that I've known. We, we've never been, you know, super close or anything, but, but he is very cordial. One of the greatest, nicest men that I've ever met and very gifted, very anointed pastors, a great church in Tennessee. And he sent me a text about six or seven weeks ago. And he said, I was watching you on television and you'll never know the message that you preach. He said, I wept. I wept in my room and I cried as I listened to you preach. It so touched my heart because I'm hurting. And we went back and forth and you know, you, you just, you just don't know who you're talking to. You don't know where they're at. And we went and exchanged some texts back and forth and I wished him well and thanked him and prayed for him on the text and said, I'm praying and didn't give it much thought, to be honest. Last week, I found out that that young preacher took his life. I couldn't help but think of this thought of he was hurting. But who really knew? He was at his wit's end, but who really knew? Because we're so good at coming to church and acting religious. When we ought to be crying out, I, I'm, I'm dying. We're, we're in trouble. I, I can't leave here. My family's jacked up. I need some help. I need God's help. I'm hurting too bad to pretend. Anybody ever get to that place that, that you can be honest with God? I'm struggling. I've got a besetting sin. Can you ever get to that place that you can say it? You can ever break the silence and say, help. He'll come running. We used to, at the end of a, a wedding, we don't do it much anymore. They've, they've taken it out of the ceremony for some reason. I guess because families are so argumentative that they're scared somebody will take them up. But we used to say this at the very end of the ceremony, right before you would pronounce the man and woman, husband and wife. You would, there's a little statement they used to write in it. If there's anyone here who would object to this man marrying this woman. Here's the big words. Speak now or forever hold your peace. I believe that we're at a point in many, many, many lives that I'm reaching right now 
at all of our campuses and right here and those of you watching that the Lord is saying, speak now. Speak the word. Speak my name. Speak in prayer. Speak in intercession. Speak up for truth. Speak up for what's right. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Anybody ready to raise your voice? Anybody tired of the attack, the attack, the attack, and you're tired of it? I believe I've come with a word in season today that would say, I am still your healer. I am still your rescuer. I am still the one who delivers you out of the horrible pit. I am still the one who is your buckler, your shield. I'm your redeemer, and I have come to the city for the cry of my people. Lift your hands toward heaven and receive all that he has for you this morning. The presence of the Lord is very real here today. If you need healing right now, I want you to focus on the stripes that Jesus took on the cross. But he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities chastisement of your peace was upon him and by his stripes you are healed now say Jesus you're my healer here comes the one who rescues here comes the one who fights for you here comes the one who is your defense your strength your healer and your life sustainer be healed be healed. You're standing in proxy for someone. You're standing here and they're in the hospital or they're in the bedroom or they're in some bad situation. Right now, you stand in proxy. Raise that hand high on behalf of that person that comes to your mind right now. Come on, get a burden and cry out for them. Why don't you call their name before the throne? Why don't you just speak their name and ask Jesus, your healer, to heal them? And if they're in the field, he can take care of that too. Because the reason that the people in the field can't get any help is they don't know who to call on, but you know who to call on. And you can pray for them and God will go get them out of that field of cocaine, out of that field of, of addiction, out of that field of shame and sin and guilt and pain and sorrow, depression and hopelessness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why carry it? Why don't you take it to the Lord in prayer right now? Why don't you raise your voice? Why worry yourself sick about them? Why don't you just speak their name one more time? Just speak their name. Speak it in authority like he was singing. Speak it with the power of knowing there's force. I've heard a sermon today and my faith is stirred. I can, I can lift my voice. I'm not a victim. I can lift my voice and Jesus will deliver. the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I sense that God has given miracles right now. Miracles. 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 Everybody say miracles. 
miracles. Raise your hand three times. Raise a hand and say three times, miracles, miracles. I'm speaking it. I'm raising my voice. I'm claiming it. Miracles in the name of Jesus. I'm not crazy. There's power in that name. There's power in that name. Raise your voice for your family member that's on drugs. Raise your voice for your family member who's, who, who, who's messed up in their mind and even, even you can sense a little spirit of suicide. On, why don't you raise your voice? Our voice can make the difference. I sought for a man who would stand in the gap and take up the hedge. raise up your right hand toward heaven. Say, Lord Jesus, I raise my voice and I repent. I turn to you with all of my heart. Have mercy on me. Master, Jesus, save me. Deliver me. Help me. I receive it. I know you know my voice. I know you hear my cry, and today I receive your help. I receive your hope. I receive your victory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Clap your hands and thank the Lord. Wow. Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose. And our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow, and that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. 
With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization.